Dating is hard. Just to be clear, I'm not dating anyone, I'm married. But I do work as a dating coach. And I love my job, it's so cool. And my singles often tell me how challenging dating is. And it really is a challenge. Spoiler alert, marriage is also really hard. <laughs> not that my marriage is any harder than anybody else's, but we all go through it, right? The ups and the downs and the ups and the downs. It's just normal. My husband and I have been married for over 15 years. And I started to think about what is the glue that holds our relationship together? How do we build a relationship that's going to last a lifetime? How are we going to navigate these ups and downs and do it gracefully together? From what I've learned, I might think that a relationship is about two people us coming together to build our lives together. It's on our shoulders, right? It's a relationship, husband and wife, and we have to come together. And if we need help, we could get therapy. And we have gotten therapy. <laughs> it's pretty good. And if we needed even more support, we could read some good relationship books. And if we needed a break, we could take a vacation. I'd like to claim one of those. <laughs> But what's really important is that this relationship is about the two of us. It's on us to pull it together. But what I've learned is that it's not enough. There was something that was missing and lacking in my life. What is that? For us, it was God. That our relationship wasn't about the two of us. Our relationship was actually about the three of us, my husband and me, and God, and that together we could build our lives and navigate those ups and downs. But what does that mean that our relationship needs God? What does that actually look like in real time in our lives? So I'm gonna let you into a glimpse of our lives. Early on in our marriage, my husband and I were having one of our first fights and we were standing in the kitchen and I was so frustrated. I said to him, look, Nobody told me how hard marriage is. I think we should cut our losses and get out before we have any kids. Whoa, not exactly what a new bride thought she was gonna tell her husband. I'm so grateful that my husband did not respond to me. He just kind of looked at me compassionately. He saw how much I was struggling. I walked out of the room to gain my composure. I went to my bookshelf. I was looking for inspiration. I pulled out a book that had special prayers. I hung my head in shame, did the walk of shame as I went past the kitchen. And I sat on the living room couch and I opened the book. And inside was a prayer, a wife's prayer for her husband. Right? That's what I needed. So I started to read. God, our God, right? Our God. God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. Continually bless us and help us to live in love and brotherhood peace and friendship. And the tears started to stream down my cheek. That's what I really wanted. I wanted to live in love and brotherhood, peace and friendship. I wanted to build a beautiful relationship. But it wasn't until that moment when I invited God in that I was able to actually internalize it, that I was able to ground myself and center myself in it. And so I started to put on my God glasses 
and I looked through God's eyes. What is this all about? Clearly, God is not out to get us. What's this fight about? I mean, in the course of our lifetime, this fight is nothing. It doesn't really matter. But it probably had a stronger purpose than that. Why was God putting this here for us? What did we need to learn from this? And I started to use God's lenses and try to see and understand what we should get out of this. And I realized, you know what? Maybe we need to learn how to overcome challenges early. Life is not going to be so easy. There's going to be ups and downs. We've got to know how to navigate it when we get to a troublesome point. How are we going to get through it? And maybe this fight was here to help us. But I could come from a place of wisdom and from a place where I invited God into our relationship. And I knew that I was going to have to apologize to my husband. And he came over to me. He sat down on the couch. He had heard me praying. He put his hand on the book and he said, look, I don't know what's wrong, and I don't know when we're going to fix it or how, but we'll get through this, you and me and God. And it was at that moment that I knew that we were on the same page building our relationship together. And for us, we don't just need God when we're in our moments of struggle. We also need God when we're in our moments of joy. We need to bring out the greatest joy that there can be. And how do we do that? For us, I'll share with you a personal moment. When we had our children, usually what happens? A baby is born. Mazel tov! It's a boy, it's a girl. There's so much joy and everybody's so excited. That's the moment. But for us, as soon as that baby was born, the first thing that we did was to say the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one to remind us and everybody who's with us and for that child that God is with us. God is a creator in this relationship, in our partnership. And my husband and I usually in that moment kind of pause. We look at each other. We don't even have to say anything. There's that complete acknowledgement that God is with us in our lives, there for us whenever we need him. And we don't only learn from our own lives, but we also learn from the lives of our matriarchs and our patriarchs. God gave us the Torah. In it has wisdom for living. And there's so many stories, and they don't all end with happily ever after. They all have these challenges and these struggles that they go through. And there's so much that we can learn from that. Take Yitzchak and Rivka, for example. They were barren, and they wanted so much to bring a child into this world. And how could they do that? Did they stand in the kitchen fighting? It's your fault we can't have a child. No, it's your fault. No, that would be ridiculous. What did they do? Yitzchak stood in one corner of the room, and Rivka stood in the other, and they prayed for each other. They brought God in in that moment. And what did Yaakov and Rachel do? I kind of relate to Rachel a little bit more. She said to Yaakov, give me children or I will die. What do we understand that to mean? The commentaries explain that it was a cry for help. She was asking her husband to pray for her. And he responds, what, am I in place of God? He's acknowledging that we can't do this relationship. We can't be and have everything we want to have without inviting God in. Of course he was praying. She was going to also have to pray. And together, they could bring God into their lives. 
And it's so natural for us in so many life situations and life cycle events to bring God in, right? At the birth of a child, under the chuppah, we all naturally do that. And now we can even walk around. We, ha we can have a God consciousness. You can be out gardening. You can do yoga. It doesn't matter. You can always invite God in. How much more so should we invite God in to our holiest relationship? So I want to leave us with a blessing. May we all be blessed to be successful in our relationships. And may we invite God in to help us grow our bond and strengthen our relationships. Amen. Thank you.